Here's where I want to start because I have a question. Let's oh, ask away. It's and it's for Lex. Um, I'll just so you <laughs> I'll just sit here quietly then. Yeah, no, John, uh, you can take this one offline. Uh, no, Lex, you you showed off that you got a new keyboard this week. Mm. After uh, saying that I think that the Apple extended keyboard with Touch ID is overpriced, which I still believe it is, mm-hmm. uh, and being annoyed, I had posted on Mastodon about my annoyance there and all that, and somebody's like, why delay the inevitable? Why not just buy it? <laughs> so I was like, it's a fair that, point. Does that work with everything? Uh, try it. Um, but so I, d- I did buy it. I bought it, um, you know, used like new condition off Amazon. So I saved like 40 bucks that way. And I got it in white, not black, since they charge more for black. And uh, it's great, actually. And I think today, this is like my fourth day of using it. Uh, I think today I finally broke the habit of twisting my whole body to the left to reach over to my laptop's touch ID button. I think today I've fully internalized like, it. It's right there in front of me. This is my question. Previously, what were you using? Were you using an external keyboard or just your, your laptop? I was using a different external keyboard, one that looks exactly the same, but doesn't have Touch ID. So the other Apple extended keyboard. Ah, okay. So it was already an Apple extended one. I got it. Okay. Yes. This was my question. So I went from one extended keyboard without Touch ID. And so every time I needed Touch ID, I'd have to like twist over to my laptop and find the right thing and push it and then come back. Twisting isn't such a big deal, but like leaving that laptop open to mirror my screen all day served no benefit to me and got in the way of other shit. And I was like, this is so dumb. When I was using mine, uh, my Air hooked up to the studio display, I just left it in clamped, like closed because I didn't. Yeah. And I, I just suffered through not having Touch ID. And now using the Mini, they gave me the extended keyboard. And my biggest frustration with it is I'm used to the, the whatever, three-quarters width Magic keyboard where you know, with no numpad or whatever. And the just they've moved enough keys <laughs> that I cannot... Like, I can't find the right space to put my fingers down. I'm always hitting, like, the control key in the bottom left corner when I'm trying to find the function key. Why is the function key up next to the home button? All of that stuff I find super confusing. So, like, I have been screwing up stuff all week trying to type on this, and I will be glad to go back to my normal keyboard. But I will miss the touch ID because it's the one thing I like about it. Yeah, there's definitely some weird placements, no question. (laughs) I, I'm just I'm not used to the larger keyboard. I think that's part of it. And I have a keyboard tray, so it takes up much more space. And I had to like shift everything over. So I'm, I'm just don't know where to put my hands. And yeah, I also have the black Magic Trackpad, and my keyboard tray is black. So I literally keep losing it out of my peripheral vision. <laughs> I'm just like I gotta put my hand there and just assume it's there. <laughs> it's very strange. Anyways, yes. Not- if you tap, it will type or something. Like so you're you're both you're both clamshell, huh? I was uh, with this my is, area. This is new for me. Yeah. It, okay. But I'm I'm living the clamshell life now. Interesting. I never found enough of a benefit of having my MacBook display open. Well, I, I don't know. Think I think I got used to it when it. you know during during the lockdown and it was I was zooming a lot mm. and I didn't want to be well, first of all, I needed it open and I didn't have another camera. Um and then also I, I wanted to have I want to be able to look at the people who I'm talking to, you know, look at the camera. Right. And so I wanted to have, you know, be able to have something else open on the other screen and have the zoom on the laptop screen. But they, cause you didn't have a camera in your display. Yes. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, using the studio display, obviously yeah. you got the camera, so I need right. that. Uh, and I think the other issue is if I had a, 
if I had one of those things where like you mount the laptop up so it's on the same height as the display, I think I would find that probably easier. But when yeah, it's like that's what I, on that's the what desk I, and yeah, the no, no, I, I have a yeah, I have confusing. a stand. I have a stand. And the other thing I, I do find though that for writing, um, it's nice to drag whatever I'm writing in over to the big monitor and then and have everything else on the little one because it's less distracting. Do you find it weird now that like? I guess this is less of an issue with what you're doing, but I found it very weird because a couple times in the last week I've had my MacBook on the desk in front of me because I was like running tests against the mini. And not only did I have both screens there, but it's two separate computers, but universal control means the yeah. thing, the mouse just goes back and forth. I'm like, I have not really gotten used to universal my control brain. yet. I, I, I feel like I should be able to make better use of it, and I don't currently. I like it, but it's yeah. so weird. Like, I will literally sometimes, and it's janky at times where. I will be sitting in the living room, which is below my oh, office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and I'll lose the cursor because it's upstairs <laughs> right, on a right. different machine. I'm like, yep. what? And I've occasionally had it um, when we do some of our uh, D&D games. I'll be using the MacBook downstairs as the Zoom machine, airplaying the display to the Apple TV so Kat and I can both look at it. And I'll be doing stuff on my iPad and I'll have them all... <laughs> I can move the like the cursor from the magic keyboard off the iPad onto the TV, then onto the laptop, and I'll like lose like okay, it's like two screens over now. I gotta like carefully navigate back so I didn't accidentally hit a hot corner somewhere. Yeah. I uh I rarely use it. What's the feature called? Universal <laughs> uh, control. Universal control. But when I do actually need it, I think it's great. It's and I would actually say it's got the same quality as the uh the iCloud copy and paste, which is that when it works the way it's supposed to, it's fucking great. And when you want to use it and it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, it is so mad. <laughs> I almost I find it much more reliable than the copy paste. Right, so I, do I. I've only Completely. a couple times had it really like shit the bed and then have to restart it. The or only something. annoyance I ever have with with it is when it mistakes which side it's on. <laughs> like yes. if I'm slamming yeah. that mouse to the left <laughs> and it's like no, it's on the right. Like it's not. There's no room on the well, right. And part of it is because you can tell it where your your like machine yeah. is, but it, I guess it's not quite. It doesn't have the technology to figure out. So like I'll be like, all right, I had my computer in this configuration, and then I'll move the computer, but it still thinks like, okay, I had it on my yeah. right, now I moved on my left, but it still thinks it's on the right. So like you have to yeah. like your head has to wrap around that. Um, the iCloud thing reminded me of an issue I ran into, which I wrote about at Macworld this week, where I was I was trying to use I use iCloud Drive for a lot of stuff now, and I actually find it pretty good. Mm -hmm. But I ran into a super weird issue where when I was working on the reviews, I tried to share my draft with Jason via like I was just writing in BB Edit, and it was in iCloud Drive, and so I used the thing that you know you might do in Dropbox and just be like, hey, like uh, I just want to send you a link so you can look at this file. And it totally fucked up all the syncing. Like, because I had it on two computers and was working back and forth. And the second I shared it with him, the modifications got out of sync. So I had to like go through with BB Edit's like diffs tool and like, nope, this this paragraph is here and this paragraph is here. Like, it just hadn't got yeah. changes from think, my other machine. I think for one person it works great, but I think the yes. sharing stuff is not the sharing is stuff not that is great, yeah. garbage. <laughs> Uh, which is a shame because it is one of the few things I still rely on Dropbox for for me, and I would love to just get down to one cloud storage service. Um, but Dropbox is still too good when it comes to the sharing, even though they're now using I think the same APIs on the Mac side, because like Dropbox had to redo their whole client at some point, where it's not it's not the doesn't work the same way it used to be because essentially it used to be like a hack. Mm. Anyway. Mm. I used stickies today. 
Wow. <laughs> which, I, which I've not used. I mean, I, I never really was a big stickies user to begin with, but um, I was like, I was copying. I'm still like slowly copying stuff from my old Drobo over to my Synology. And um, some of those copies take a long time. And I want to be able to remember where I was in the copy, you know, because I want to, you know, start a copy. It's going to take four hours. I'm going to get up and walk away. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to be like, where did I leave off? And I don't want to have to go back through and try and figure it out. So I thought, well, I'll just write myself a note. I thought, oh, sticky stuff. That'll, that'll work. And uh, yeah, I was I was just surprised, <laughs> I think, <laughs> to to rely on something that I had not used in, you know, 10,000 years. Yeah, I don't even know, remember the last time. Yeah. it's still it. it's still there i know that's the that's first the thing when you said that i thought <laughs> i mean it was on you know this was on an old machine so i you know i was very sure that it was going to be there but then i then i checked on my my air and it's like yeah yeah no it's still it's yeah, still it part is, of the uh, where oh yeah it's still an app it's, they ship still remains an app in their lineup that's right Oh, wow, yeah, I just opened it. It has not changed. Nope, it's, it's basically the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be a really heavy stickies user, and then, you know, eventually over time wasn't. But man, that, that app really got me through some stuff. <laughs> that was that app was my brain for a while. Oh, man. I You know what's funny? I, I, I just opened it, and it's got me? the default. <laughs> you are hilarious. The default text that's in here, and the two things I love about this. One, they point out you can include graphics with an icon of, an, of a classic Mac, like, like Mac OS, like... Oh yeah. Classic yep, yep. style. And two, it's the I think probably the only app that remains on like modern Mac OS that essentially has window shade. Oh yeah. <laughs> you that's can right. collapse it to the title bar. It's yeah. like oh man, that is God, a, I didn't think about that's that. a blast from the past, right that there. That really is. Window shade was a great feature. I it liked was. window shade a yeah. lot. Yeah. I also liked. I loved the thing where you could drag folders to the bottom of the screen, and they would turn into tabs. Oh yeah, pop up folders. That was cool. Uh, was that was, was that, that just that? OS uh, Mac OS nine or was that eight. did that come? I think it was seven or eight. I think okay. they came out. Yeah, in. but okay, but yeah, but, but it, it was, was classic. classic. It, it was classic, never existed yeah. in in Mac. I like that thing where you could just run one app at a time. Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, where it crashed all the time. Multi Finder for the win. <laughs> uh, I like I like rebuilding my desktop. Happened <laughs> <Zapping> my pram. <laughs> Wait, you say you're a pram sayer? I'm a PRAM guy. This is more important than oh, Git no, versus no, Jif no, to no, me. No, no, no. Yeah, zap the pram. PRAM. John, PRAM. settle this. PRAM. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> All right, listeners. There's RAM, and then there's PRAM. And then there's P- PRAM. Pram, pram. PRAM is the thing you put your baby in. <laughs> yeah, and don't zap, <laughs> zap the hell out of that. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be zapping it. The baby knows what it did. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you guys about, there's been a, a surfeit of bizarre Apple rumors. Uh, yeah. Which is uh, no, Microsoft legally, makes a surfeit. legally distinct from crazy Apple rumors. <laughs> um, just barely, the, though. Yeah, just slightly. Foldable iPads, anybody? With kickstands? I, I know. <laughs> did, that's that's did, the part uh, that kills me. Uh, did did uh, Steve Ballmer infiltrate Apple or something? What's What's happening there? Sorry, Lex and I are fighting over the. Oh, I, I, <laughs> the oh titles. You, you did get in there. Sorry, I didn't see. Um, I was gonna write. Damn it, I Lex! Still, I was still in in, in, in the titles. But the oh, it resolved so I, your name. Wow. Okay. When when I saw the when I saw the rumor of the folding tablet, that makes sense to me. And if you're gonna have a folding tablet, I don't object to it. Kicks. They, they both make sense, but you'd have to you you wonder how would they. Uh, 
how would they make it not janky, right? Yeah. How, like, and, uh, it I'm seems sure like the kind of thing that Steve Jobs would say, you know, if you saw a kickstand, they blew it. But, blew it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, then, but, but then we come out with a kickstand. There's a pencil. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I guess the, so the, it seems like the idea is you, you fold it, uh, you know, at a, like 120 degree angle or whatever. And then the kickstand supports the, the screen part, tech, you know, technically the screen part. And then there's a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kickstands. So you can type or maybe I've used draw, the keyboard or, cases I don't know. That have kickstands, sense, but... And I think they kind of aren't great, especially if you want to use right. them like a laptop, which is yeah. the frustrating part. Um, but that's the thing. Know. I mean, you know, the keyboard with the, iPad Pro is so great. The Magic Keyboard, I think, it is, is so great. Except I'm, for the fact, I would argue, that it's just so heavy. It is. Like, that's it's true. It's so bulky and heavy. Right. And that is the one downside to it. But it's, as an experience of typing on it, it's much better. Yeah. Uh, the foldable thing, I think, interesting mainly because... the, the So this came from a, a tweets from Ming-Chi Kuo who has a pretty good track record. Yeah, although nobody Apple else seems stuff. to think that he's right about it. I know, but the, the, the confidence with which he said this, when yep. he said it, basically, like, it's coming in 2024. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like, you're a well, year and then, out from this and thing? Then today, and, and nobody else has heard of it? Today, there's a rumors of a foldable notebook. Um, I, I, would, I, would imagine, <laughs> I would imagine that these are the same thing, but, you know... <laughs> Are, are you getting it? Are you getting it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We all, all right, we only have one joke between right. the three of us. <laughs> what I, I mean, is it possible that they just misunderstood a rumor where they were like, this division of Apple is folding? And they're like, oh, no, it's yeah, going to be sure. a folding thing? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? It's, yeah. it's Project, the Project Titan division. Uh, yeah. I, this is, is very weird. I think it's not a question that Apple is working on foldable screens. Everybody's kind of working on it, and Apple's yeah. not going to ship it until they're happy with it. And I think right. that's probably going to be a while, but maybe next year, I guess. It's the, this is very I, strange. I saw an ad during an NFL game. Um, I have opinions on the NFL, but I'm keeping it to myself. And the uh, during the, it was an ad for some Samsung phone that doesn't just fold but also has like a tiny screen on the closed part when it's folded. Yeah. And there were parts that like, it, it didn't look like Apple designed it. The ad looked like Apple made it, but the, the product didn't look like Apple designed it. And part of it seemed really pleasant, right? That, that tactile feeling of hanging up a call or just finishing with your thing by snapping it shut. That's a feeling that I miss. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm done with this phone and I can just fold it closed. You ever try to and slam your iPhone down when you're angry at somebody you're talking to? <laughs> Really but I, I don't know. Really I'd be, I would be not shocked, but surprised <laughs> if the first foldable product was uh, an iPad versus an iPhone. Like, it feels like the, the phone is what I need to fold more than I need the iPad. But I think fold. the iPad might be, despite the fact that it seems counterintuitive that the larger screen would be easier, I feel like people are more, there's more tolerance for how big it's going to be, right? Because the, the issue with a foldable phone is when you fold it, it's, generally a lot thicker than your average phone and i think it's still kind of bulky like i think that's the goal but it you doesn't can't fold it more than 11 times that's just science <laughs> uh not without breaking some shit um <laughs> you're, you're warranty. I, but i guess i feel like people are already okay with like hey i'm gonna carry around a 13 inch ipad pro you know or a 16 inch laptop or whatever i feel like people would probably be like yeah i carry around a small ipad that unfolds into a big a small ipad the size of a large ipad um <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, so, and then maybe it trickles down to the phone eventually, like once they figure out how to miniaturize it and make it a more pleasant experience. But I, I agree with you. 
I think it's the phone is the killer for that because the idea of carrying around a small device that unfolds like in your pocket that can unfold into a larger screen is pretty cool. What I really want is a folding headset, right? That's the <laughs> you want you want top of the headset. The headset's also been the bizarre yeah. Apple rumor list. <laughs> I so this is the thing that got me about the headset rumor because they were talking about the thing with the battery pack. Um, and I think one of the stories said there's two these two things that got me. One, they're like, oh, one of the the key things about this is immersive media, like movie viewing, so you can watch yep. 3D movies and all this stuff. And then they said, ah, and there's a battery pack, and the battery pack is limited to two hours. I was like, oh, there's a lot of movies that are longer than two hours. So what the fuck are you doing about that? Do I, have to plug me, it I in? didn't even. I mean, I guess I you could. Yeah, I mean, it. you could watch them if you're. you're Ideally, watch you're not watching movie. a movie and like driving. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> that's that's right out. <laughs> so but, you're probably sitting in one spot. So yeah, you'd have it plugged in. I guess in but theory, that, right? It's, it's tethered, not even about. It's weird. It's not. It's to me. It's not about a 3D movie as much as just like. It, it should be a pretty large seeming screen, yes, right? Like if, sure. if it's right, done right, right. It like, looks like it's like you're screen, at an IMAX, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I wrote to you guys, and I just, I just want to keep our listeners updated since we have the bet that I said I'm not going to buy one of these. <laughs> um, yeah, I, wrote it down. I, uh, I, uh, I do think. John? It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we already talked about what it's on. I, uh, I do think. Uh, it'll demo really well, right? Like I think that when right, they show, like, so. look at this person in a meeting, or look at this person in a uh, watching a movie, whatever. Like I think that'll look cool. But like the the stuff that they've described about this, where two people can have real faces in the meeting, yeah. but if it's any more than that, they're all <laughs> no, cartoons. Dudes. Like who is this for? Yeah. And th- it sounded like they were basically saying it has to have technology in it to recreate your face that people can't see on a camera because you're wearing a stupid fucking headset. Like yeah. that's dumb. It's, a, it's very circular. I mean, I saw the supposition that essentially they the the goal is to have a situation where everybody in the meeting can be you know have that photo real avatar, but that the processing power that requires is beyond what they can do right now, which is why they sort of fail back to animated avatars for beyond you know one on one meetings, which makes sense to me that that's a limitation. But at some point they'd be like, and now you can do it with everybody in your meeting. Um, yeah. But it is also weird. Can I send my heartbeat yeah. to someone in a meeting? Yeah. And I, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't sound like you, a feature that people are clamoring for. Right? And, I, and like, I think that the, the real concern from that is those photo-generated things. Like, the technology is good, but that uncanny valley nature is just is very risky to get to a part where it's like, it's so photo-real that you'll think you're talking to a real person, but people are really good at sussing out, you know, those <laughs> fake... What 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 do we use that um that voice thing too? We we are really getting into into murky. You could waters. be having entire meetings with people who do not exist. Yeah, Should what was that? What was that thing called listeners? again? Eleven art eleven? What? No, no, art eleven? No, <laughs> eleven. Yeah, and it's like eleven labs, I believe, is what they're called. Yeah. yeah. This whole podcast uh, is AI, Lex. Is that what you want? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I did uh, today's as we're recording the January thirty first episode of uh, Your Daily Lex. I used some Eleven Labs voice for the first uh, I don't know two minutes of the show, which is half the show. It's a short show, but man, that I don't know. It's I, I will say that Apple's headset. And Gruber keeps saying, I'm not going to judge this thing before it's released. I think I am. I'm officially judging <laughs> it before it's released. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but 
it seems as silly to me to say we're going to virtually recreate people's faces while they're wearing it to say hey we're going to virtually recreate people's voices too we'll have the whole meeting without you just let all the headsets talk to each other you guys can keep doing work on your computers like it just it seems silly if i can go me. on vacation that sounds great right like if I, if the headset can just do my job for me and i'm sitting on a beach somewhere i have zero problems with this um i i, I agree with you i don't really know where this is going and that's kind of why i am on the gruber side of reserving judgment yeah, because i, I feel I like also, apple's gonna yeah. pitch got a pitch and i agree with you like the components like if somebody handed me the bunch of components to a cake and like this is delicious trust us and i'd be like i don't know it just looks like a pile of flour and some raw eggs <laughs> like i you know uh, i can imagine it being off-putting as opposed to when they present you with a cake and you're like oh, that does look fucking delicious um <laughs> I don't know. Dan's so, hungry, everybody. Dan really I, likes I just always want cake. I mean, <laughs> let's be let's be honest here. So uh, I don't know what the what the killer app for this is. Yeah. Uh, but right now it sounds like they've you know taken it's not a meetings very, for me. I'll tell you that it's a dartboard approach of throwing like okay we can do this and this. It feels a little bit like the Apple Watch in the sense of it does. Although that turned out it okay does everything in the long run, right? I mean, it didn't start right. out like super clear as to yeah. what it was for. Um, and I but, think that could happen here too. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. the Apple watch was something that you looked cool wearing. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it was cool looking, uh, right? Sure. Was it? I mean, a lot of people did not think so at the beginning, right? I mean, a lot of people were like, Oh, it's square. Nobody likes square watches. Everybody wants a round watch. Um, and then over time it was like, who cares? <laughs> there there I, were it, square it, watches before. <laughs> Apple's track record in both um, kind of social and in meetings <laughs> does not no. seemingly yeah. bode well for these yeah. things. I don't know. Oh my God, I don't it's know. I mean, those, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I am, I am super skeptical, but I am also reserving. Com- I hope it know, doesn't judgment. use that same FaceTime Fine. feature where the people talking get I'll larger when you're having a because if their avatars just start getting larger as they're talking and then smaller in the background. I also fully <laughs> expect that Moltz will buy one of these and he will wear it and it will make him nauseous. I think that those three things are almost guaranteed. I will not. That is, take that that is highly likely. That is. That is a big concern of mine, by the way. So, I mean, I, the, the uh, AR part won't wouldn't make me nauseous, but um, but yeah, I mean, are these even doing AR? I'm unclear on that. Are these well? I thought VR? the whole yeah, thing was like yeah. digital crown. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, you right. flip, goes you back flip the visor part up, and then you get AR. And I was just also, like, yeah, apparently it this. will just have a like an iPhone home screen with a grid of icons of apps, is what they said in the, one of the reports, which also sounds mm-hmm. bananas yeah. to me because. And you'll be able to like pin your widgets, like have your weather and stuff like that. Okay, all right. Yeah, it just sounds like everything. It sounds like we but, threw, and like it can work as an extended display. For and the interaction, Mac and, the interaction sounds like straight out of the peripheral, <laughs> which is right. like you look yes. at something and you pinch your fingers. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> well, combine that passing. with the voice thing, and all like you know, this dystopia is just barreling towards us. <laughs> you know, what I say to that, Maltz? Mm. jackpot, <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> Uh boy. <laughs> uh, well, listen, that sounded like a good. I'm just trying to write down titles. Hang on, that that sounded like a good time to talk about a sponsor because they're not dystopian. They're wonderful. This episode of the Refund is brought to you by Indochino. Making plans for the upcoming year with a partner can be extra special. Maybe you're supporting each other's new hobbies. Maybe you're making lifestyle changes together or taking the big step into marriage. Well, I mean. I, I know that in the not-too-distant future as we record this show, I'll be watching a very important Super Bowl, and I'll, I'll want to be well-dressed for that, of course. <laughs> uh, but listen, if you rang in the new year with someone special, and 2023 will be a new chapter in your relationship, Indochino is ready to help you look your best on your big day. With their huge variety of customizable details and fabrics, Indochino can help you create anything. 
from made-to-measure blazers and suits to a custom portrait-worthy tuxedo. And portrait mode-worthy, too, by the way. All with no tailor necessary. Uh, I know that Indochino suits look good at weddings. Dan Morin got married in an Indochino suit, and I was there, and I introduced the bride and groom following their nuptials in an Indochino suit. They hadn't met before? Yeah. (laughs) It was was a heck of a wedding. (laughs) It was. Heck of a job, Maury. <laughs> nope, didn't work. <laughs> uh, but both Dan and I had, uh, uh, I guess, two-piece suits, and uh, we're supposed to tell you whether or not we were impressed with the customization. The answer is yes. We had suits in the the style and cut and color and lining that we wanted, the monograms we wanted, like all of it. And, I have an uh, important I've... announcement to make. Oh, my God. Tell me, John. I, I, I have ordered some pants from Indochino. What? So I what have gone through their patented customization process. And I can tell you that uh, I had a good time doing it because because uh, Karen took my measurements. So <laughs> that sounds it was fun. super fun, and it was uh, it was you know really clear what they you know expected you to do. And um, I'm looking forward to getting the pants. I haven't gotten them yet though. <laughs> Indochino, I'm looking forward to getting the pants. Would be a great title. <laughs> Indochino gives you everything you need to create a custom suit that's right for you. Shop online by setting up your measurement profile and choosing the fabric and customizations you want. Moltz's wife not included. Prefer an in-person experience. <laughs> Book an appointment at an Indochino showroom and work with an expert style guide to take your measurements and walk you through your customization options. Then just sit back while your suit is made for you and delivered straight to your door. Indochino is a tailored experience at a great price. Design a look that suits you perfectly. See what they did there from the fabric to the cut. Suits start at just $4.99 and premium fitted shirts start at just $89. You can fine-tune every detail, lapels, linings, monograms, and more. If you're ringing in 2023 with wedding bells ahead, start planning your custom look with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use promo code REBOUND to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of this show and Moltz's Pants. I guess I also thank Moltz's Belt for its support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his suspenders. <laughs> I don't have any suspenders. Well, that's why your pants keep falling down. Yeah, they they don't. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not some silent movie performer. Uh, Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Not anymore. Talk too much, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get it. You guys want to do picks? I I think Uh, probably like there are some questions from our fantastic Rebound Prime subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You can go to prime.reboundcast.com if you want to get in on that. Um, Mr. E-Man writes, What things from this era would you put in a time capsule that will be open 40 years slash two generations from now? And then he followed up, My previous question was to honor the 39th anniversary of the Macintosh this month, which rounds up to 40 years. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) That Um, math checks out. What would I put in a time capsule? Mm. And it can't be John Moltz. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Look at the right side. You'll, I'm not going to make it 40, 40 years. years now. <laughs> I'm not going to make it 40 years. I assume there's some cryogenic process happening here. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, all I keep thinking is like AirPods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, a. I mean, it seems like an iPhone at this point would be like if, if it had been 10 years ago an and original, or yeah. 15 years ago, for sure, um, an iPhone would be great. Right now, an instant pot. <laughs> I feel like I'd want to put like from you know maybe from pre Elon takeover like a thousand great tweets. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like gold in the future. 
Oh, these yeah. tweets were worth so much. A one Bitcoin. Because of the dystopia, they'll need a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I want to have a copy of The Last of Us so they could understand what the world they were living in. <laughs> and the entire bank records of FTX. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. One Bitcoin. Put yeah, one yeah, Bitcoin like, in there. How about one some, how about some board, board apes? Put some board apes in there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> NFTs. God. Yeah. Oh, we got, man, we got you some board apes. Up. I'm sure they're going to be I'm sure they're going to be worth a lot of money by the time that Sorry. you open this. <laughs> All Congratulations. I was they would open it, there would be some NFTs, a Bitcoin, some tweets, and the people would be like, <laughs> just I'm glad like, all those fuckers are dead. <laughs> They'll just dissolve in the air. Wait, like, we're all dead in forty years. Listen, I, I you said I the last of us. Odds are you great. said the last of us was in there too. Right. So I feel like um, yeah, really. It, it is actually weird though to think about this question, just because so much stuff is digital. Like, in, in me, I guess you could put like a USB stick in there, but are they going to still have USB ports? Like, what's the what's the right <laughs> put way? Like a, like yeah, a that's burned, tough. I'm gonna put right? a burned CD in there just to fuck yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure oh. I have it. Yeah, I think I think doesn't the the SE has a has a SCSI port on that. I got a doesn't pile of zip disks over here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Do you really I have a pile? Do of really disks? have a pile? So of do zip I. Disks. Is it right here? I used to. I want to get rid of them, but I I need to boot up my G3 in order to check and make sure there's nothing on them. Here's the only thing I have with a zip drive. Here's one of those sounds. Remember, you know, like the or the you know sound nostalgia sounds. Your mic's too good. That's yeah, that, um, that didn't opening, well. Didn't sound opening like the zip, opening the zip disk box. Oh, maybe Zoom muffled it, but I the think, listeners. Okay. Were All right, it. we'll get the the, okay. the final episode. That'll sound great. Um, the <laughs> final Sorry, episode. Like... Wait, is there an announcement we're making here? <laughs> I'm at the like final. <laughs> once doc. my once my pants get here, I'm out. Final, <laughs> final dash final. Really, this time this has all been a long, a long, <laughs> long con. Long con John pants, wants man. to get a pair of free pants. Uh, has he been there sitting there in questions. underwear for the last eight years? What's happening? <laughs> Wait, did John Armstrong join the show? Uh, we have uh, a bunch of other questions. Most of them from Skylar Blue. Uh, here are the first two from Skylar. In the Apple Podcaster Connected Universe, as mentioned in the previous episode, who are the heroes? Who are the villains? Which one of you will eventually create a sentient AI that makes its goal to wipe out the entirety of Apple humanity? I think we're clearly the heroes. Yes. That seems I obvious. I like think so. Yeah. Uh, I think the Syracuse clearly creates the AI that is just very picky about everything and thus destroys mm -hmm. the universe. I assume that means that Marco and Casey are the So he does. He right? basically oh, does a, yeah. He creates Ultron, right? He's, yep, a, he's the Tony Stark. Or, yeah, yeah. It's like, everybody has to have a good toaster oven. And then it just goes mm -hmm, wild from there. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I know all Sounds these movies right. really well, so I'm happy to contribute. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, and then Spider-Man shows up. I don't know. Yep. Uh, that's fine. We got to, I mean, the villains are Elon Musk, right? Um, <laughs> they're not in the Apple Podcaster Connected yeah, Universe, are they? Okay. John Prosser. John Prosser. Uh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About that, uh, yeah. We, oh, wait, hold on. Is this just a trick to get us to badmouth other Apple podcasters? Because it's working. <laughs> you know who's worse, Max Sparky. Not I have not, I have no beef with that guy. Dude, yeah, Sparks yeah, is yeah. so nice. He's like, yeah. the I tried guy. to think of who's the nicest guy. <laughs> who's the nicest guy? Yeah. <laughs> Most of us are kind of jerks. Um, Skylar also asks, do you still get stand notifications? Guys. Do you still get stand notifications if you have an Apple Watch? If we have an Apple Watch. Skylar, you haven't been listening long enough. Watch, and do you pay attention to them or just do what I do and tell the watch to fuck off? That was all the question, by the way. There was no editorializing there. Uh, I do still get stand notifications. And I Same. don't usually stand because I'm on my feet enough during a day that it's not... Like yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really worry about it. I don't know why I don't turn it off, um, because I don't, I don't really pay attention to it very much. I guess, I, I guess, in like in the back of my head, it, it is a nice reminder. Okay, that you've been sitting there for a long time. Yes, I like might it for wanna, that. Purpose. Might want to move. 
Um, I don't listen to it instantly, but I think about it. If, yeah. If if it comes up, but what I'd say the the peak annoyance for me is like maybe I just got up, went to the kitchen, made a cup of coffee, whatever, mm-hmm. come back to my desk, sit down, and then a minute later it's like, hey, don't forget to stand. I'm like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about, yeah, bro? Yeah, that's, you, that's you're too fast. Right. I think or, the you're, or me, you're actually standing. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that. And the annoyance for me is also when you go to like if you used to be like you go to a movie theater or something and it's like stand or whatever or you're at like an event uh i've been at apple keynotes where you get the stand notification oh, yeah. and it's like I'm everybody not in the do crowd it, gets but it. it would be funny if everybody stood mm-hmm. up right now yeah <laughs> i every time i get a stand notification i think of dan frakes who early in the apple watch's existence had some post about how um, he didn't want to give into TMI, but it was funny when, you know, he was sitting and indisposed and he would get the stand <laughs> notification. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think about yeah. it every time. It makes me laugh yeah. every time. Uh, At my age, see. it changes to a sit notification. <laughs> whoa, 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 sit down, sit, sit down, take it easy. Um, listen over here. Incomparable has a best of episode every year. If the rebound had one. How much of it would just be ads bloopers from the bootlegs? <laughs> I nominate last week's memberful ad for 2023's episode. Dan anticipating the various twists was a classic. I actually think this one was probably better <laughs> yep, nope, because uh, of no reasons that I will share in the public free to listen version. But it was funny. Yeah, if you didn't if you didn't hear the bootleg on today's episode, yeah, you yeah. Check I, it out I, just I almost wanted to make a uh, just like a pure cut of last week's. Um, to have around because it, I was I texted you guys because as I was editing it was I was laughing very hard. I mean, I, you know what you you find listeners. Um, you know the ads keep the show help keep the show running, and we appreciate that even when we screw up an ad read that you clearly are still showing your support by visiting our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I would love if we did a best of episode. It just seems like a lot of work. I think we have to. <laughs> I think we would literally have to pay somebody to do that. And I don't yeah. think there is anybody we could pay to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't have. But listen money. over here. If you're volunteering, uh, yeah. If you want to accept hundred dollars, you're volunteering. Your then why aren't you doing it right now? Yeah. Please. Um, listener MacAdder1980, which I believe is this is a first time question for, or a first time listener question. You get what Long-time I'm trying to say. I'm sick. Uh, as I'm afraid Apple will screw up my iCloud storage, I will ask it here. I currently have a 200 gigabyte iCloud subscription that I share with family, but I would like an Apple One subscription for individuals. My family does not use the other Apple services. Can I subscribe to Apple One individual but still maintain my 200 gigabyte iCloud that I share with family? Uh, that's a yes. It'll be additive. That's I, how I also think it's hilarious when we get like... <laughs> we've moved away so much from getting actual technology-related <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when somebody asks us for tech support and it's like i don't know you listen to the show we don't know shit and i think that question was already answered in the uh, i think it was answered much yeah. more effectively by people <laughs> so, in the discord than us yeah. so yeah, well, which is part of, the, part of why part of why Alex, you know did a shorthand there <laughs> uh listener zach knox says how about those eagles I'll tell you what, they're fucking great, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's I just don't answer. understand why they couldn't have taken Frodo and everybody to Mount Doom just from the mm. beginning, right? I mean, <laughs> I, Dan, a there's a long explanation for okay. that. It's, it, it makes perfect sense. It's, is it's it in an they, appendix? They have to do the struggle themselves because the eagles are gods, basically. And so I had my appendix removed. Yeah, that's not once even they, true. You know, once they once they accomplish the mission, then they go pick them up. That's okay. 
right. Listener here also asks, how did you teach your children how to use a computer? Uh, I especially want to hear Dan's answer. With oh, yeah. the iPad and iPhone, oh, Apple God. has been working so hard to make files irrelevant that I think we're reaching a point where kids don't know what a file or folder is or how to unzip an archive. <laughs> I'll tell you, my kid does not understand storage space. <laughs> how did you answer the famous iPad ad question, what's a computer? Uh, that's really interesting. I, Moltz, go ahead. Well, just, I mean, he he uh, he has a very hard time um, staying within the, the disk's storage <laughs> limit on his on his computer. He's constantly struggling, you know, and like try, and trying to delete. And, and of course, he doesn't want to delete any of the big files. And so he's deleting little tiny things. And it's like, it's going to take you four days to get any space that way. <laughs> You've got to get rid of some of this, this, this crap. And he doesn't want to delete anything. So he just constantly struggles with it. Um, I mean, as far as like teaching, I mean, God, I don't remember like teaching him. He just picked it up. I mean, particularly with the, you know, the touch-based devices, I mean, literally, uh, it was not something that seemed like he needed any help to figure out. Uh, and I don't really remember, and it's so long ago now, the, uh, the you know, like using a Mac or something like, you know, like using the mouse, if there was much of a learning curve there. There's a thing I, I don't do enough, which I should do more which I guess makes sense, not just with my kids, but it, it works with like anybody sitting with somebody else, you know, somebody who you don't think it was, you know, we talked about the term power user, somebody you don't think it was a power user, sitting with them and watching them use a device of any computing power, <laughs> Syracuse's toaster, you can see the things they're doing that they could do better. Not mm-hmm. in like a, well, actually, but like, hey, here's a way that this could be easier. Here's where you could save three mm-hmm. clicks. Or like telling my dad, hey, you don't have to double click on every link on the web. But like, like finding those <laughs> moments and help. Like, I have to do that with my kids a little bit more. But it, my answer is basically Moltz's answer. Like, people just, um, yeah, they just, th- my kids kind of just started using them. They do definitely like, they like a, a laptop. So they, they all have school issue Chromebooks that they use. And then there's various extra Mac laptops around the house from, you know, that are old, very old, like really old chargers. Um, and they, they, they clearly all want to have more Mac time. Like they appreciate that a lot. So I don't know. They, they, they kind of just were around and got into them, which is, I think how we all got into them. <laughs> there yeah. were computers there. So yeah. we played with them. My plan is to start my kid, um, basically have them go through the entire evolution of the computer. So we're going to start out with like some punch cards. Uh, then they're going to learn the command line, right? You just mm-hmm, got to start them mm-hmm. early on those Unix commands. Uh, then we'll move on to, you know, maybe something like classic Mac OS, uh, modern well, Mac OS. Well, let me OS. know when you get there. Yep. Okay. Yep. John's going to ship me a few classic Macs. Yep. Uh, you know, have go through the usual, you know, Windows 3.1, Windows I mean, 95. Back, course, but... uh, and then, you know, by the time they're 40, they can get an iPhone. <laughs> I do take like a little issue with with my plan uh, only a little bit no (laughs) I had I I got various coding things for my kids back in the day there was a there was a Raspberry Pi based coding thing we had for them and there's like Osmo and various other and like all of them basically are the same thing like here's how to do different blocks of code but like it teaches the concept but not really the practice and I feel like I could have done more there but none of them really seem to want to which is okay they've got other things they like instead that was a thing that was super interesting to me and served me well throughout a lot of my career was the fact that I knew how to, uh, today they call it being an engineer. I never thought of it that way. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I probably could have done more on that front than I did. Thanks for here. Now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, but I'm with you. We, we all, I mean, I don't know. Everything I learned was because I was curious and taught myself, right? Like I didn't, my parents didn't know very much about computers. And yeah. 
Yeah, I did read. That's, I might have read yeah. some books or something, like some you know the four dummies books or something. But for a couple things, but most of it was just playing around in trial and error. Like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Mac Adder, nineteen eighties, back with more tech support. Uh, my son needs a new <laughs> iPad. He's eleven. What should I buy? The cheap iPad with the A12 or the new iPad with the A14? I'm leaning to the new one as it might last him longer. What do you think? Price difference here in the Netherlands is about 220 euros. And for uh, Americans like me, 220 euros is $240. I would go with the, uh, I feel like I'd go with the 10th generation one, but yeah. That's which the, is yeah, that, right? that's the new the, one. The new yeah, one. The yeah one. I think I would, do, I would as well. Um, since you can since you can really never upgrade it that's what i would also do and and it's it, yeah it'll definitely last you a little longer it's got some nicer stuff in it it doesn't you know it's got the bezel design with no you know right. home button and all that so it'll be a little yeah less that's i mean it's just a, it's right and ipads last a long time yeah i think if you get that one you'll find that you don't need to you won't be thinking about upgrading in like even two or three years it'll be at least four yeah agreed there you go answered chris campbell says is lex's invitation to come help flip his non-california king mattress still open this question brought to you by your daily lex may 13th 2014 and squarespace you still have the same mattress that was almost uh, 10 probably, years ago probably not um <laughs> but for, as I said to Chris in the member discord on Rebound Prime, I appreciate the people still listen to the back catalog of your daily likes. I will get rid That sounded like you were, you have the same mattress. You know you have the same mattress and you're embarrassed that you have the same mattress. <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't. Because actually, John, you know this better. We, we At some point, we got the sleep number mattress yeah. on that other show and I hated it. So eventually we replaced yeah. it with a Casper mattress. So I know for sure whatever mattress it was then wasn't the same one. I just I just recently realized like I haven't paid attention to the sleep. We still have the sleep number. Um, I haven't paid attention to it in so long. Um, uh, and I realized that finally that it was it's connected. This is why I still have the old network around. It's connected to the old network. <laughs> and um, and I was trying to, like, get onto it to see, like, I was like, I was like, I wonder if, like, I could get it to be firmer because it doesn't seem, you know, like, it seems like that the firmness is not where I'd like it to be. And I and I get on the thing and I guess those things deflate over time because yeah. <laughs> I like I like a firm mattress and I usually had it up at like 95 or 90. And, um, and I got on and at first it like, it sort of like, it fumbled around trying to figure out what was going on. And then finally, when it got connected and everything, it read, read it and it was like at 30. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, <laughs> no wonder my back hurts all the time. The, so the I pumped thing, it up to a hundred. I'm glad you did. The thing I liked most about Chris Minnie's question, besides the fact that he's listening to the back catalog of Daily Lex, which is kind, but I forgot that I used to have this structure on the show. Be like, this episode of Daily Lex is brought to you by like, by deep need to be loved by humanity and talk to you, even though I don't know who you are. And also Squarespace. And I forgot that that was the shtick for a really long time until, you guessed it, Marco Armet complained about it. Uh, <laughs> there's one more one more well, question. I want to know why he complained about it. <laughs> oh, he said, I think that joke is done now. I, I don't think you should keep doing the Squarespace joke. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Well, he, might, he, might be, he might be right, you know? You can bring it back, I though. It's wrapped you around. Do it, if you do it that long, maybe. Um, we, used to, we used to have fake ads on uh, Biff. Yeah. yeah. Guy, guy used to do some, some yeoman's work there coming up yeah, with fake really ads. Did, yeah. And then he got lazy <laughs> <laughs> listener skyler asks do y'all plan on watching mls on apple tv plus when the season starts on the 25th of february of this year nope 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 
Okay. There we go. Those are the questions. If you want to submit your questions, just join Rebound Prime. Five bucks a month uh, or thereabouts. Every time I hear somebody mention soccer, all I can think of is the line from from Sports Night, actually. (laughs) They're like, we've got the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. And because we have soccer highlights, the sheer pointlessness of a nil-nil tie. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm slowly becoming slightly interested in soccer because uh <laughs> don't because oversell it because of ted lasso and because i've been walking watching uh welcome to wrexham but yeah. um but i'm not ready i'm certainly not ready to watch a game yet <laughs> do you think there is any was apple playing chess with ted lasso was it like hey if this does well then we can bring in soccer and we'll already have football fans from this tv show no or was it just i think it a was series of it events? was what they could have yeah. like it was something they could own, right? right There's no right. other sports network that they could basically buy all of, right? If they want mm-hmm. coverage or anything. Can't do it with football because the rights are all divvied up. Can't do it with yeah. baseball because of all like the local rights. It's just a pain. Uh, or hockey or basketball, right? All those things are hugely entrenched. And they've been trying, right? Like the whole thing where they went back and forth with the NFL on the Sunday ticket and whatever. But like soccer was something where they could be like, hey, we can just own the entire rights to this whole league and make or break. Like it's up to us basically. So I don't think necessarily they're playing chess with Ted Lasso. I do think they're playing chess with the soccer thing because they are trying to make it happen. And it doesn't hurt that Ted Lasso is out there. And yeah. I think, you know, certainly premier league stuff, right? Like the, the European and elsewhere football, you know, is popular. Like it's, it's got huge audiences MLS has just always been a little underserved, I think, in that regard. And it's one place where producing the games in a really sort of uh, forward thinking and maybe more, you know, more production value manner could possibly help. Can't hurt. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. I I really like Dan having a a kind of monologue and then Moltz. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I give that that my uh, my thumbs up. We give that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to save all my analysis for some other show this week. <laughs> Is it Biff? I agreed with you. <laughs> he said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>